the outline close that hopefully this does what it's supposed to it did now let's go live and we're live here on facebook I'd like to welcome those listening in podcast land and also I'd like to welcome my buddy rich rich how are you doing today i'm doing good mike um sweated off sweated a lot this week working out on the shop floor in the heat but i survived and um had a rela- kind of relaxing day yesterday it was a um because i got to uh, go out on the road nice. yesterday going going down to peoria to visit our uh an off-site facility down there nice. that our uh that our group uh supports uh so mike um how was your week you know, it was a short week. I only worked three days this week. Uh, thank you to the vacation last weekend that we were hanging out together. We, did we ever say that it, my sister had gotten married last week and welcome to the family? I, I, I don't recall. I don't recall. So go ahead. Give well, welcome to the family, uh, Mr. Jake Walker. Congratulations on uh, getting married. Um, we'll see if uh, being a part of my family is a, is a joy or a pain. Sometimes it's both or all involved. But... Welcome to the family. Great addition. Let's look forward to this week. Okay, this week's poll question. Well, well we're we going to give them a rundown yeah, let's, before. Let's we haven't it. even run the intro yet, Mike. Yeah, Goodness, that's right. Jumping I'm, right into it. I am. All right, Mike. Uh, so we got to talk the Chicago Cubs as they had a big, big week this week as they far exceeded our expectations this week. And it's trade deadline season. As trades have, we've had some minor deals uh, get done. Mike, what else are we talking about? Well, we also have to talk about. Um, I mean, we have the NASCAR corner as well as huge a bunch to talk about in the uh, in the world of NFL. As we are just up, uh, just over a month away. From the NFL season starting, Rich, how do you feel about that? I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it, Mike. All that and more, but what do we got to do first, sir? We got to roll that intro. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa. This is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich. And we're back. Okay, Rich, before we get into anything, I already alluded to it, uh, but we need to talk about it. The bear or the, the poll question has been voted on, and the people have spoken. Are you ready? I am, Mike. So our matchup this week was Thunderstruck against Living on a Prayer. Mike, give the vote shout-outs. So I, I can tell you, I went with Living on Prayer um, over Thunderstruck. Mike, how did you vote? I voted for Thunderstruck. Um, okay. And, uh, let me get to the votes. So did your brother, Josh. Two of us voted for Thunderstruck. And three of you voted for Living on a Prayer. That includes Sue Hart and Jordan Stroop, also known as Jordan the Supus. All right, so thank you for everybody that voted this week. And um, 
watch for. And this week's poll is actually already up and running as we have na 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 na, hey hey, kiss em goodbye, YMCA, and twist and shout. So let so me. that poll is that, live. That one that you that one that na 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 na, hey hey, kiss em goodbye. That's na 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 na, hey hey yeah. hey, goodbye. Yes. Okay. I've never. I didn't really like. We've said it. A few, we've had it on uh, at least twice already, right? Um, it, it's, it's, it keeps winning. I don't know. It, it, it keeps winning. So we'll see if it can get into the final four but I'm just going saying, up against like, these two songs. How is it, how is it that that's not like, does it ever like in the song, does it actually say, Hey, 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 na, 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 na. Hey, 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 does it say kiss him goodbye? Or does yes, it, just... it does. It does say kiss him goodbye. And then it starts over again. And then... I, I never knew it that. I, it does say that. It like okay. Well, yeah. Yeah, and, and we had to do a three song because I messed up one week and did not put living had living on a prayer in the song outline, but typed it in wrong on the when I actually created the poll on on uh, Facebook, which is why living on a prayer went back out last week and twist and shout is was added to make this week's a three song selection instead of a two song so that'll this is our final um elite eight matchup next week we'll be going into the final fours you can find out that matchup next week and mike where can they find the poll questions rich you can find your poll questions wherever uh you want actually no you can't you find them on facebook.com slash fans of balls and sticks or just facebook.com slash balls and Okay, Rich. Moving from there, let's head over to uh, the baseball diamond. We got a ton to talk about. Like this is crazy to me. Um, That's right. the The Cubs last week they went undefeated. Probably, I think this is like the other than like opening day or coming back from an All Star break. I think this is the first time they've ever gone undefeated on a week-to-week in-between shows as obviously going undefeated they swept the White Sox the Cardinals and the Cardinals twice from show to show and did you see how last night's game ended I did not Mike Talkman with uh with will with the tying run on third and the winning run at the plate Mike Talkman robbed a home run to end the game leaping over the center field wall to steal the game-winning home run away from the Cardinals. Excellent way to do phenomenal way to end the game. Um, so, Mike, what's their record right now, and when was the last time they have they have been this record, Mike? Well, it's, they haven't been this record this season, but they are one game above 500. The last time they were 500 was May 11th when they slipped under 500. The entire month of June and most of July, all but the last three days of July, they spent under 500. By the way, June 8th, they slipped to 10 games under 500. They went into the All-Star break 
under 500. They are now one game over 500. They've been playing at a pace of six point or 0.619. Rich, if they continue at this pace through the end of the season, that's a big if, but if they do that, they will have won 88 games this year. That's way over, way, way, way over expectations for this club, even even starting at spring training, I think. Yeah, I, we were, I, yeah, I'm amazed. I, I am amazed and thrilled, and I love it, and I really hope uh, we can make this, we can, honestly, let's be honest, folks, will they continue it this hot? No. I don't think so. Um, but is it outside of the is it outside of the realm of possibility that they can play well enough to maybe make a case that in September they're fighting for the division crown or even a wild card? Hundred percent, Rich. Where? Speaking of, give us a standings update for where they're at. They are four and a half games back in the division. Um, with the, the Brewers currently holding the the uh, division. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's fifty-seven and forty-seven. The Cubs are fifty-two and fifty-one. The wild card, though, they are three and a half games back of the wild card, as currently the Phillies and the Reds. Uh, have the advantage for the top wild card with the Marlins and the Giants being tied for the second or third wild, third and final wild card. So they're only two and a half back of the Diamondbacks. And with next week, they got four games against the Reds, who are currently above them on both the, the division and a wild card, to where you could be talking that they could be, if the season ended... I think even if they split the series with the Reds or take it three games out of four, they could be in second place in the second place in the division, or maybe even in line to make a make the wild card if the if the uh, season ended um, next week. Yeah, could I, I totally could, could see it too? I really could. Um, so, Mike, they. They got two against the Cardinals, four against those Cincinnati Reds in Wrigley, and then the Braves come to town. The division leading, I think, like the league, uh, the league leading Atlanta Braves come in for a game, a Friday afternoon game next week. How many wins can they get out of these seven games? So the Cardinals are are historically low. That's number one, right? We we agree with yeah. that. Um, mm -hmm. So they should get at least one, maybe two against them. Um, if they sweep them again this weekend, it's a big if. Then they, then I think they have the way they're playing. They could easily get two, if not three, from the Reds and get at least one from the Braves next week. I'm gonna say it's gonna come on our Friday. On Friday, that's I think they're gonna get five. Overall, I'm I think they'll get five. Okay. All right. I mean, I'm I'm tempted to go below expectations to to be to go lower, just because man, they they really overperformed. I thought they would just split each of those two game sets from show to show. Yeah. 
and they far exceeded. So I think I'm I'm gonna go four, because um, I see them splitting with the Cardinals because it's a division game. I'll go three out of four against the Reds, and I'd say they're gonna lose the game against the Braves. Okay, and and that's that. I, you know what? I don't think I think four would still be a great a great showing mm-hmm. this week. I agree. So with so with the trade deadline last week, you said buy. Why not go for it? Yep. Bring in some guys that can bring like a winning attitude or that winning that um I guess that have playoff experience and playing on winning teams. Bring more of those guys on onto the team to supplement the roster. Last week I said, you know what, this team even if it makes the playoffs, it's not going to get out of round one why why add to the roster let's let's sell off while we can while these guys are hot now after seeing how they've played this week i've changed my mind and i'm saying you got to buy buy but probably more than likely it's going to be buy but minor moves up to where i'm thinking like a left-handed left bring in two relievers to supplement that bullpen and maybe and maybe a um, maybe a maybe a third baseman if the deal is right. Yeah, I I still think they're by. Here's the hard part, Rich. We're getting really yep. excited that they're um, that they're above 500 for the first time and blah 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 since May 11th. And we're talking about how they went. They were 10 games under 500. And I mentioned earlier, and then now I'm looking at things and I'm realizing. I said they've played 10 games over 500 since June 8th. Here's the problem with that statement. They just won six in a row. Um, and and I'm now I'm being double Debbie Downer here, but I think one of us needs to have some sort of, okay. of okay. some some thought on this. Um, if the Cubs are, uh, if the Cubs are are one six in a row, take those last six out. Yes, they're still playing. If they went five hundred for those six, they'd still be playing four games above five hundred, which is still really good. But man, uh, the sustainability there. I still think they're a buy team, but. I'm nervous about what that looks like overall. Yeah, and by by no means. I mean, you've got guys. Are, are we gonna go? Are we gonna talk to the Mets to see what it would take to get Verlander or Serger from no. them? No. no, no, we're not that good. But I mean, but getting a trading somebody in low A or high A to get a to get a reliever. A, a pair of relievers to supplement the bullpen isn't gonna I'll, I'll put isn't this gonna out there, set Rich. us back too far later. Isn't gonna set us back. You, one of our high end prospects. You've been talking about it all season. I would even here's a here's one that I think actually is a great idea. And you're gonna you're gonna look at me kind of crazy. Okay. How many outfielders do we have that are sitting in AAA, angry that they're not in the bigs? Maybe not angry, but ready to be in the bigs. There were like four of them, right? Probably three or four, yeah. Okay. Why not trade off 
one, at least one of our outfielders to pick up a, uh, or, or trade off t- two of them, two of the outfielders in AAA that are ready for the bigs for most teams to then get a left-handed bullpen guy? Are you thinking Josh Hader? I am thinking if Josh Hader. Look at yeah, you. Yeah, if the, pod, yeah, if the pods can... What do the Padres need? Available? The Padres need everything. They suck. Well, on paper, they should be good. But Yeah, yeah but how's that working out on, for them? On paper, yeah, exactly. They're, they're really underperforming. So I think we need to have the Cubs trade uh, one of our... By the way, I even think... With what we have in the uh, in the the out waiting in AAA, you could trade one of our active roster outfielders and still be doing okay. I don't know which one I think you should trade, but you could, and I still think we'd be okay. But that's just me. Okay. Okay. So uh, that, we'll, we'll have things to talk about next week because yep. I'm sure the Cubs are make some sort of deals, either I think either, they, the, either I, buying or selling. I think yeah. the Cubs are going to be active in the trade market. You there have hope. been some minor trades that have happened this week. Uh, the Brewers shoring up their uh, first base hole with uh, getting Carlos Santana from the Bucks. The Twins and Marlins exchanging closers with Jorge Lopez going to the Fish, Dylan Fleuro going to the Twins, and the Marlins also acquired the the Mets closer, David Robertson. And uh, the Dodgers bringing in uh, Kike Hernandez, Ahmad Ronzario, Lance Lynn, and Joe Kelly for minor prospects. Yep. And Mike, probably the more surprising one to me is the Angels pushing all their chips to the center and saying, let's go for it, as they took Shohei Otani off the trade block and then turned around and traded for Lucas Giolito and Rolando Lopez from the White Sox. Yeah, I mean, the White Sox weren't doing anything. I don't know that the Angels are good are going to be doing anything either, but they have the talent. They need to be doing something. Uh, and I think they know. Here's here's what here's the big thing. They know that that Shohei wants to stay an Angel. I think they know that. And because of that, I think, because culturally, we've seen, unless it's a move by the team, the players uh, don't tend to move when they come from the Japanese league. Fair enough to say? Yeah, I I, I can see that. I mean... um... I, I'm not trying oh, yeah, to. Yeah, that, 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 that's true. Ichiro, Ichiro really didn't move around that much um, until he was traded. Until he was traded. Our uh, second Mets. best Japanese player that the, the Cubs have ever had. The Cubs traded granted, Fukudome. Yeah, granted, we've only had two. Well, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, but we traded but yeah, Fukudome. Fukudome. spent a lot spent a spent a good amount of time in Chicago before um, before his contract ran out. I and, thought we um, traded him. Yeah, I think we did. We eventually he went over to Cleveland, I think. 
Yeah, we traded him to Cleveland. Again, the, the Japanese play like the the mindset is you you tend to stay with the team that that brung you. Yeah, and, I mean, I just I mean, I read an interesting article about Otani and the Angels is that they let him be himself. They don't yeah. overly expose him to the media. They let him dictate how much media availability he's going to have. They've adopted a six-man rotation so that he can be a DH. Yep. Um, what other teams are going to be willing to let him dictate that much? And if he goes to a larger market, I, that could mean more media obligations than maybe he wants to do. So I think the Angels have a leg up in the free agent market if they want to resign. It's just going to turn down, turn around to once they pay him that big contract and the contract that Trout's already on, how much more money are they going to have for the rest of the team to build around those two guys? Here's my thought on that, though. I have a thought. So Shohei deserve what Shohei deserves and what he's going to be willing to take are two different things, I think. I think if you have a contract, and, and this is where things get a little weird, but I think if you have a contract for five years, hundred and twenty a year. Uh, I think that's a that's a fairly decent offer, right? I gotta look at contracts again. Let's bring up some. Um, well, right now, right now, um, Otani is a massive pay raise. They're they're speculating he's gonna re- a projected seventy million dollars in twenty twenty three, including the Angels' salary, topping Serger's amount at sixty three sixty point three. Okay. Million dollars. So, we're gonna say next year. Five years at, we'll say, two hundred and fifty. Okay, that'll be okay. That would be fairly close to. It, we'll say three hundred. We'll say three hundred. Five years at three hundred. We'll go with that. Uh, I'm sorry. The the the. the um... The salary that I gave you, Mike, does include endorsements. Currently, salary is thirty million. Right. Serger has forty-three. Uh, looks to be rough. Yeah, he's making thirty-three. Forty-three. Serger makes fifty-eight point thirty-three. Oh. Thirty-eight in in major league salary. Okay. So if you had to double that to where he's making seventy-five million a year, or maybe even a hundred million a year. So three hundred and fifty for five years. Right, that's that's roughly that's roughly making double what Scherzer's making. Like I have Scherzer making forty three four three 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 forever, um, mm-hmm. and, and that's what I have Scherzer having. So if we're gonna look at that for next year, we're gonna project. Oh no, that was last year. I didn't, I didn't go there. If we're gonna project that. Um, and we're going to say that Otani is worth two? 
or one and a, we'll go one and a half, right? One and one and three quarters, one and three quarters salary. That would be seventy million a year. So that'd be thirty-five, three hundred and fifty million for the next five years, right? Okay. Following my my logic. Now that would be yeah. That's what he probably deserves. That the way that he he's a two-way player. He could do whatever you need him to. I think most people would agree $350 million for the next five years would be about on track with what he should be getting. Now, I think if the Cubs bring him that, he'd be interested in it. But I think, hear me out, I think if the Angels bring him $320 a year, $320 for the next five years, by the way, He's still the highest paid player. He's just not making double. He's making 60. He's making more than 60. He's making like 60, 63, 333 a year, roughly. Or no, it's 61, 2. 61, 2 a year. 61.2 million a year. For five years, I'm guessing Otani goes up to. Uh, I think he stays. I think he takes a hometown discount. That's my guess. Okay. Yeah, I, I think he stays in Anaheim too. There, there's just so much that they've done for him. Yes. For him, familiarity will keep him there. But if he does go somewhere else, he's going to stay out on the West Coast. Oh, so yeah, totally. He, he's not going to go. He, he's not going to come to Chicago or go out east. But I still for, think. But but again, I think even if you had somebody in the East Co- or in the in the West Coast. If you had the Dodgers offer him the same type of money. He'd still be. Like, I think he'd still take. That he'd take a hometown discount for the Angels. Okay, that's what I'm saying. So, all right. Anything else on the, in the world of baseball um, that you want to touch base on um, before we start making some left turns? Nope. But Rich, you said you're you see a left turn coming up. What's after that? I do. Isn't another left hand turn, Mike? Yes, it is. And why is that, Rich? Well, Mike, because we're going to go into the NASCAR corner presented by Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated in Moline, Illinois. You can find them on Fifth Avenue, and you can also find them on the eBay. Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated. So, Mike, last week we were in the Poconos for yep. Hype.com 400. The Mike, tricky your triangle, as it was, were. Yeah, the tricky triangle. Mike, your winner was Denny Hamlin, who was your pick first time you've gotten on the board uh, for a race winner and doubled up your points uh, my pick of kyle bush came in 22nd which closes the gap mike for the regular season to be 15 to 11 in favor of myself neither of us got to watch the race uh because we were hanging out at the perry's yep uh for life day uh, but i heard which, it was that's a controversial today, oh, which i heard is a con- it was a controversial end as a lot of people we're calling Denny Hamlin dirty for screwing over uh, Kyle Larson for another win, which is how he got his win in Kansas, too. Rubbin is racing. 
Yeah. I mean, Pete, you you weren't alive. You 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 were you were alive. You were not. I was not a NASCAR fan. When Dale Earnhardt Sr. was around, and he was doing similar things. So, I would say, if you got a problem with what Denny's doing, then you got to have a problem with Dale Earnhardt Sr. And nobody's going to tell me they have a problem with Dale Earnhardt Sr. Why is that, Rich? Because he's he's the greatest. So I don't care. Don't don't come at me with that. But either way, uh, Denny Hamlin wins, uh, and with that win, man, that was awesome. Um, this week, Rich, we are heading. I, sorry, I'm speeding this up a little bit only because no, you're good. We have we have tons to talk about in the NFL, um, and and we got to get to that pretty quick. Uh, so with that, we head from the Poconos to Richmond for the Cookout 400. Man, I want some Cookout now. Rich, with my pick, I'm gonna pick Martin Truex Jr. A good pick, a great good pick. Toyotas have typically run really well on the short tracks at Richmond, uh, but I'm gonna go with the closer, Kevin Harvick. Um, in all the track history that the NASCAR app shows, um, he's only finished outside of the top 15 once. Yeah. Top 15 once. So, and he's and, um, in top 10 all but twice in that span over at Richmond. So I'm going to go with the closer, Kevin Harvick, finishing higher than Martin Truex. I was tempted to do Denny Hamlin here, but I think he's got a little bit of a target on his back. Uh, go since um, yeah, a little bit of target on his back, and at a short track, that could be a, that could be an easy place to get some revenge. So, yep, Kevin Harvick for the win. Kevin Harvick uh, for me. We do have other NASCAR news as the Xfinity Series gets a new television partner, right, Rich? They do. Starting in 2025, the Xfinity Series will be shown exclusively on the CW. Yeah, that's so exciting. It'll be, yeah, it'll be the first time that the Xfinity series has been on over-the-air television exclusively, so you won't have to worry about, well, when does it move to NBC Sports? When does it, when does it move, the move to just the stayed, USA? Or? I thought the Xfinity stayed on Fox Sports most of the time. I think no, it's the Fox Sports net, the Fox Sports family. They keep the Truck Series all year. The Xfinity Series does switch over, so you won't have the thing or what cable channel is it going to be on, or is it going to be aired on NBC yeah. on on a Saturday instead? So you're only going to be the that coverage won't start until 2025 though. Okay. Uh, still no firm news on what's going to happen to the Cup Series when their TV deal expires. It'll make money. Okay. Probably not. That Probably won't be, be that big of a difference. Mike, go ahead and take us out. That has been the NASCAR Corner, presented as always by Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated, Moline, Illinois. Check them out on Fifth Avenue for all your sports memorabilia needs. Once again, that is Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated. They also have an eBay store. Let's head from the left turns to the gridiron, as it's now time to talk about the NFL. We've been, we've been looking forward to it for a while, and then we realized we are a month out, and we have tons to talk about as we have to get into 
uh, we have to talk about our uh, each division. We have uh, we have to pick wins and losses. We have uh, Naz- we have fantasy to talk about, and um, then we're basically in the season. NFL. I know it's it's crazy. We kind of kind of kind of slipped it kind of forgot about it a little bit too much as normally we've started talking about divisions yeah like in mid-july instead of the end of july yeah. so uh we kind of had i kind of adjusted wh- how we're gonna um yep. get into our seasonal previews for the nfl and this week we are just going to talk about the eastern division teams so mike <laughs> do you want to start in the afc or the nfc let's go with the with the Let's go with the the, the NFC as uh, the AFC is going to take has a lot to talk about. We have a ton to talk about there. Okay, but we have a ton to talk about in the NFC because there's huge stuff there too. All right. So the first thing that I that, that comes to mind with the NFC for me is is what the Eagles did a fluke or are people going to figure them out now that they've had an entire off season to study what they did well to propel them from being missing the playoffs. I think they missed the playoffs in 22 to going all the way to the the Super Bowl and be been lo- and losing to Chiefs. So, so are they going to have a Super Bowl hangover or are they going to be able to repeat and make the playoffs and make a deep playoff run again? So, rule number 1 is as your quarterback goes, so your team goes, right? Yes. Jalen Hurts had a great year last year. He will not have the same this year. To me, I think Jalen Hurts is over, I I think Jalen Hurts is overrated. Of all the quarterbacks we talk about regularly, you got your Dak Prescotts, you got your Russell Wilson Jr. the third, you got your. Uh, your, I mean, you got your Mahomes, you got your Rodgers, you got your uh, Allen, uh, and, and even Josh Rosen. Um, all of these guys have great talent, but the most overrated one is Jalen Hurts. Uh, so I see him regressing this year. With that regression, you're going to see that team fall apart, and we're going to see uh, a different division winner in the NFC East. All right, so we won't get into who is going to who we think is going to win the division because that that's another week. Yep. That that that's another week. Um, I, I, I think with what I think it could be a race. I think the class, of the division, it's going to come down to Dallas and Philly. Hundred percent. Um, no. Dallas, Dallas and Philly. Yeah, I don't think the Giants are there. No, I, I think the Giants really overachieved last year, and they're going to come back down to earth. And I don't know. I think Washington made. I think Washington set themselves up, but I don't think that. If they're wise, if they're wise, they should be playing to get a a quarterback in the draft for next year to take advantage of having Eric Bieniemy as their offensive coordinator. I have issues with if he sticks if he gets to stick around next if he doesn't get a head coaching job yeah. depending on how good he does uh with a less really less marketable quarterback 
He's taking a big step backwards, having going to Sam Howell, Jacoby Brissett, compared to having Patrick Mahomes. Yep. Uh, so that that'll be something. That'll be. Um, um, that was another thing I was hoping to discuss with the East was, but we'll finish up with the Cowboys and Eagles first, though. Mike, go ahead. Yep. So, um, well, I mean, we're we're talking the East, so we can get into to to Washington. I think Bionami is a step up. I think that helps them. That improves their 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 team immensely with that step up. You also have things like um, the you. I, I think you're right. I think. Uh, I, Saquon Barkley is awesome, but it doesn't look like he's going to get a deal made. No, oh, he had a deal. Oh, he he took a modified franchise tag okay. where he accepted a one-year, eleven million dollar deal, which included a two million dollar signing bonus. That happened okay. on Wednesday. Okay. That no, it's Tuesday. Tuesday is I when think that, that happened. Actually, helps them. Uh, I don't think Danny Dimes is the answer there. Uh, so now we get into green. We get into the the Phillies and Dallas. I'm not a huge Dallas fan. Never have been. Rich, you hate Dallas more than I do. You do. Okay. You not don't as much as the Steelers, but yeah. no. Go ahead. But they're your they're your second least favorite team in the league. I would I would well, they're up there. They're one of your least favorite teams. They're not. They're 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 up there. We'll just say they're up there. I I, I give them their due, but if, if it comes down to if there's a tiebreaker, it's it's never going to be given to Dallas. Right. For me, when I'm looking um, at power rankings and things. When we looked at Dallas, Dallas has great talent. Um. So now, as I'm looking at it, I think Dallas has the talent. Is the best talent team in the division. But you have two massive problems with it. With with Dallas, number one, you got a guess, Rich? Mike McCarthy is one of them. Wow, that's that's actually I think that's number two. Okay, and discipline. Nope. Okay, go ahead. What what, what was yours? Number one, Jerry Jones. Oh, okay. That, that 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 is true. I mean, it, it it I think it would be interesting to see what would happen if Jerry would let somebody else be the front man for football decisions on making our who are they going to acquire, who are they going to sign, who are they going to draft. But instead, he wants to be that front man yep. and function as the general manager. Yep. Any other team that had that if Jerry Jones, the owner, could separate himself from Jerry Jones, the GM. I don't think Jerry Jones, the GM, would still be in his position if he also wasn't Jerry Jones, the owner. Nope. He's gone through coaching. He's gone through coaches. The coaches have been the problem, not the general manager who have been acquiring those players. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the biggest problem there. But he has the talent this year. And with talent and with ability, like, I think Dak Prescott makes a huge leap this year. I think, I mean, he went on record this week. He knew we were talking about him this week. He said, I'm not going to throw 11 interceptions this year. I guarantee it. Now, either they're going to run the ball way more 
or he's gonna be better. He's gonna he's gonna be more disciplined. Uh, let's. I hate saying it, but let, I think Dallas is the better team here. Um, I think the Eagles have talent, but their quarterback is their felt is is their biggest problem. Uh, I think you can overcome a coach. I think you can overcome a terrible owner that is also your GM. Uh, by the way, if you don't believe me, Washington. Terrible owner. They've overcome it quite a bit. Speaking of Washington, let's get into the Washington conversation. Yeah, you got one more thing to say. I, I do. I, 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 I would disagree with you on this one, Mike. I think the Eagles I, I think the Eagles are the better team and you talk about an overweight quarterback. I think yeah. that's Dak Prescott. I think he's he's a good quarterback, but he gets talked up of being an elite quarterback because he plays for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, and I think they're I think I don't think you're necessarily wrong all the way. I don't. But I think Dak is – who do you think's better, Dak or Jalen? I think it's Jalen Hurts. I, I think, think it's Jalen Hurts. I think it's Dak. Granted, Hurts. I only have one year. You only have one full year of yeah. of, of, De- of uh, Jalen Hurts. But if I had this – it's different. You can't say fantasy football because it's two different – fantasy football and real football are two different things. Hugely different. But if you – but if I if I had to only choose one of them to start a to start a franchise with, and I have my choice of who the offensive coordinator okay, was, t- I think time I, out, time I'd out, go to th- Jalen Hurts. Time out. I think there's a problem with that argument. Okay. One age. Yeah. Dak Prescott has what? Four years of. Five years? No, he's he's on his second contract, so he's got five years of damage to his body. You're right. If I was starting a team right now, I'd take the guy that has five or six less years worth of damage to his body. Why would you take the that, that argument? I I'm sorry, I don't like that argument. Okay. Because I, right now, if I were to start a franchise, who would I take, Dak or Jalen Hurts? I'd take Jalen Hurts. Why? Because I think he's actually coachable. I think he could become better. But I think the bigger problem for him, or the the bigger issue. Is that he's got a th- he's got a hundred thousand less miles on his car. I mean, if I if I put put a twenty twenty two uh, or a twenty twenty yeah twenty twenty two pilot or two thousand five pilot in front of you, which one are you taking, Rich? Uh, I'm gonna take the newer one. Right. Okay. We'll 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 put it more accurately. Uh, I think. Dak came out in 2016, 2017, somewhere in that range, right? Mm-hmm. We'll go with that. Okay. So if, if I, you have your options between the 2017 and the 2022 pilot, which one are you going to take? By the I'm way, take the newer one. I, by the way, I'll say that the older one is loaded and the newer one is, you know, it has A most of the model. features. It has most of the features, but it's, it's like one step down from the top model. Uh, I'm going to take the newer one. Right. Every time. Because there's 100,000 less miles on it. I think your argument is flawed, but I don't mind it because I think there is some accuracy there that Jalen Hurts, I, I think you bring up the point of Jalen Hurts, and I think his biggest quality is that he's really coachable, and I think he could become an elite quarterback. I think he can. I think right now he's overrated. We'll see how it goes the next few years. But yeah, but, but yeah, but be, 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 
mean, I, the Eagles are going to be integrating a lot of rookies into their rotation this year. Yep. And so, so the Dallas defense has a little bit more continuity to work with. They're not rotating in as many good players, but the guys that that Philly is going to have to be rely on this year, they all played together at the University of Georgia. So they're used to playing together, just not together on an NFL team. So I yeah, still think the Eagles. Is that I, always I necessarily the best they, thing? Yeah. Is but it, I think th- it, that's why I would take Is having Philly all over those Dallas. rookies from the same team always good not always okay i don't think i don't think it is a good thing and i think that i think you got to look at at other things there so okay let's move forward as we still have to talk about what what do we think of the washington football commanders commanders yeah whatever that team i'm sorry i almost made the the terrible mistake but the commanders what do you think are they are they are you buying or selling on them this year I'm going to sell on them. I think mean I think they made a great move bringing in Bianami to see what he can do. I think that's a cute I think that's a that's a reason for me to buy. It is 100% a reason for me to buy. So, okay, we, they should try and play for the num- play for the number 1 pick this year. I think get I think there's Caleb other Williams, teams get Caleb Williams. I, I think there's there. other teams that already have that on lockdown. We'll get to that <laughs> later in the I know. And, and do you think they and the Giants were a fluke last year? Hundred percent. Come back down to earth. Hundred percent. I think Danny Dimes is is one of the least talented quarterbacks that we've seen come out in the last five years. Okay. So all right, Mike. Going over to the AFC. The AFC. Did the Bills do enough to repeat as division champions? Given what the Dolphins and the Jets have done to maybe or have they closed the gap okay so we'll start out we're going to start out with in this division we're going to start out with because really because really the the only notable thing that in my opinion that the patriots did yeah. is they brought in an offensive coordinator okay because obviously the matt patricia joe judge co-offensive coordinator yep. thing didn't work so they brought back old friend uh, Bill O'Brien back from the University of Alabama uh, to run the offense. But I, that's that was the biggest thing that they did. Okay. So I, I really don't know. The, I think the Patriots will be competitive. Yep. But I don't see them challenging for the division crown. I year. actually, I actually think the 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 Patriots are going to look like garbage this year. Um, and I don't trust them at all. So I take them out of the equation. I think they've they've backslid even more than they did when they – I think this year they're going to backslide more than they did the year they lost Tom Brady, um, period. I think that's that team is okay. – I think that team's garbage. That's all, all the, right. that's all the discussion I have for the Patriots. Come okay. at me. Like, that's seriously. really all I got to. Okay. That's now, really all I got to. Let's move to teams that actually did something this offseason – or teams that are worth talking about because of how talented they are. We're going to go and we're going to talk about, we'll start out with Miami. What did Miami right. do this offseason? Miami brought in Jalen Ramsey, who has since gotten injured in oh. training camp. So he's going to be out for a little bit. And 
What didn't they do this offseason? I don't think they improved the offensive line enough to make it, and I don't think that they brought in an adequate backup for Tua Tungo-Vailoa. Um, yeah. Tua's going to be out after week one. By the way, I stand by my statement last week, and I will say it again. Tua Tungavailoa should not step on the football field again, period. If you're his family members, if you're his friends, if you're a fan, if you're the league, if you're the team, you need to help this man protect himself from himself, and you need to tell him, get off the field. Now, the team's not going to do it because they want to sell jerseys. The league's not going to do it because the league is going to do what the team thinks is best. Now, it's up to the fans and his family. He's already proven that he's not going to listen to his family because I'm sure they told him don't do it. Now, it's up to us, the fans of football, to say, Tua, you need to protect yourself. You need to stop what you're doing, and you need to calm down and you need to protect yourself. This is what Tua Tungavailoa needs to do right now. And I know I'm be sound like I'm being overdramatic. This man is at risk of death with his, how bad his injuries were last year. This man shouldn't step foot on a football field. I don't care. But I will ask. I asked, and you, you agreed. They haven't done anything in case he does get injured. If he doesn't get injured, by the way, I think this team could legitimately win the division. So do I. But it's, it all hinges on the health of Tua Tungavailoa. But the problem is, do you... Here's, I'll ask you the question, because you're, you're the one that's is kind of hot on this team. Do you think Tua Tungavailoa is going to make the season? I think he's going to miss some time. I just don't know how many games. Okay. So if he's missing part of the season, we now know that the team is sub-500 when he's not on the field, right? Yeah. Okay, what are we going to do? If he misses five games, do they make the playoffs? I don't think they make the playoffs. I don't think they can make the playoffs with as tough as the AFC is if he misses that, that many games. Okay, so we'll work our way down. If he misses three games... Maybe. Okay. If he misses one game. Yeah, I think they could rebound from one game. Okay. And I think that's the only way they, they can. I still don't know if they can, though. Um, yeah, I mean, it's – but I think – I still think and that it, I think their, the, their playoff push is going to come through a wild card. And the biggest issue is – this is the biggest issue with what happens to Tua Tungavailoa. What's the injury? Yeah. Because if it's a head injury, can the medical staff – it? let's say let's say it's a, a knee injury. Let him play. 
But if it's a head injury, and Rich, I'm asking you, you're not a medical professional. You don't have any insight on his, the, what your, your insight on his history is what's out there in the public knowledge, right? Yes. Okay. So if that's what we're looking at for our, for what we know, if he gets a head injury again, do you think he should, I've said, I don't think he should step on the field again. You disagree. I, I believe yes or no. I don't, I don't know if you disagree with that one. Let's start there. I, 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 I think you got to take a long, hard look on how you would evaluate him. If he got a concussion. I think you'd, right. you'd have to kind of adjust how you evaluate concussions for someone like him because okay. he had three last year. Yeah. So if it's a concussion, he's out. I I would say he's out for the season, but, you know, the team's not going to look at it that way. But sure. So now let's go. Let's move on from that. If it's anything, it, it's going to have to be something else. What other injuries is it going to be that it's only a one-game injury? Probably something like a strain, knee strain, calf yeah. strain. High ankle strain. Yeah. At best. It can't be a sprain. Anything sprained, it's two weeks. Then you're starting to get yeah. into maybe territory. If it's, if it's lower, yeah. So, um Anything with his throwing arm, he's out multiple weeks. His back, he could be multiple weeks. Right. So it's got to be a midsection strain at best. No sprains. Okay. So we've now said we don't think that Miami is good enough to take the division away from. And we're not, we're not actually giving you our prediction who's going to win. We're just saying they're not good enough to win. They're not good enough. To, to take the, the focus yeah. off of Buffalo. Yeah, I, I think if, my, if what Miami needs to do is much like they did last year, they, they need, need to get tank? off to a no. hot start. No, get what, Miami, what start. Miami needs to do is they need to take the Tua off the field. They need to start their, their backup, who is garbage. They need to lose every game, and they need to get the number one overall pick. And then they need to draft a quarterback and write a check to Tua and say, we love you protect yourself goodbye that's what miami needs okay. to do now let's move to the next team the where that is looking to dethrone the uh the 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 Oops. buffalo bills that would be the j-e-t-s jets rogers jets okay Roger Jets cleared for takeoff. Okay, Rogers, we have huge stuff to talk about this week with Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. Uh, first of all, Rich, give us the news update on the Jets and what they've done this offseason. Well, the Jets brought in Aaron Rodgers, the big, big thing. I mean, you got this team, I think, could make, could make the division interesting. Are yep. they... I mean, you had the offensive and defensive rookie of the years on that team, and the offensive rookie of the year won it, having Matt White, Zach Wilson, and I think like a third-string quarterback throwing to him, and now he gets Aaron Rodgers throwing to him. Yep. Which is a big upgrade. 
a big upgrade. Yep. But Aaron Rodgers, to help the Jets, he reworked his contract. He signed a longer-term extension and essentially took a $35 million pay cut, saying that the Jets the Jets made a commitment to me by giving up the draft assets to bring me to Gotham, uh, to bring me to Gotham. So I'm going to... I'm willing to take a reworked deal and take less money to help them, give them okay. more finance, uh, financial capability. My question on that is, where was this version of Aaron Rodgers back in Green Bay when he was crying that I need more receivers or I need more receivers or why can't you... When he was thinking that his new I, contract, he needed to be among the highest paid quarterbacks in the league. Okay, rule number one. 15 years ago, because he's been playing for 20, right? If I did my math right. 20 years ago, he came in the league. 15 years ago, we're talking roughly, we'll say 15 years ago, when he took his first negotiated contract. He took a team-friendly deal. What did they what did they have to show for taking that team friendly deal? Exactly. No Super Bowl wins, one appearance. But they made the playoffs each and every one of those years. Oh, okay. I think I think my On his back. My, his yeah, underpaid his back. back is while they got there. Okay, now fast forward to renegotiating contracts. His second contract he took a team-friendly deal, saying, "Hey, let's get some team, let's get some people around us." And what did they do to show his appreciation? Their appreciation. They left him hanging. So now you're you're renegotiating in your mid-thirties a contract with a team who's proven time and time again that they're not going to spend money to get you receivers. You have the right to say they haven't spent money to get me receivers. You have that right to say right away, right? But if they're not yep. going to spend the money to do it, why not say, give me my money then? I, I was nice to you then. I was nice to you again. Give me my money. And that's what he did. And I, I don't fault him for it. By the way, how much do I hate Aaron Rodgers? A lot. I hate this man. But I'm going to say what he did and how he did it, he's got every right, every right at the time to say, give me my money. You're not going to spend it. You've already proven you're not going to spend it. Give me the money anyway, and I'll, I'll look like a jerk in the – in the, the papers. Now, let's move to New York. He's coming to a team that's already proven that they want to get him the talent that he wants, right? They've already done that. They've shown that. Why not take a little bit of a pay cut? I'd do it. Okay. I think this week we're going to find out uh, he there is a there is a, someone coming to town on Sunday for pra during practice to kind of do a walkthrough with the team and, you know, feel the paces out. And this is what determines this division. As Dalvin Cook comes to town to
to decide to to nego- to talk to the team, do a walkthrough, kind of see what the facilities are like. And th- if they pick him up, this is where this team ends up making uh, making a huge swing. I think this is a bigger pickup than Aaron Rodgers is, even though Aaron Rodgers is the single greatest talented football player we've seen in our lifetime. Okay. Anything yeah, and, else? And, I, and I'm glad you brought up Dalvin Cook, though. Yeah. Because I think – because the other teams he's looking at are also in the AFC East. Yeah, yeah, that's one hundred percent. He's thinking about he's thinking about he's visiting the Patriots where yep. he could, where him and uh, Stevenson could could rotate. He's yep. looking at the Dolphins. He's looking at the Dolphins. He's looking at the Bills signing and playing with his brother uh, James Cook up in Buffalo. And that, I think Buffalo. I think it's going to come down to being the the Bills and the Jets. I 100% both agree. Both of them need running backs. Both of them need a running back. Here's the bigger problem. Like uh, you're gonna be you're gonna be piggybacked if you go to Miami. So, um, I, either way, I think it's gonna be if he comes to town, that changes the, everything. Anything else on the Jets that you want to discuss? Um. Not really. I think if anything, Aaron Rodgers has done everything right. If anything, it's the exact opposite of what he could have maybe done in Green Bay to improve the rosters. He's gone to training camp. He's yep. gone. He's gone to training. He's reported to training camp on time. He's gone to mini camps. He's taken a pay cut. Yep. He's taken a pay cut to help him. I mean, I just wonder that. I just brought it up as just like wait. I just wonder what he could have done. What that what those decisions would have done if he had gone to Green Bay? He had new receivers going in the last year in Green Bay. Go to training camp or mini camp to improve that relationship with them. No, but he does it in New York. He didn't take a pay cut to help them improve or sign a specific player. If that if that player is Dalvin Cook, but he did it for the Jets. That's the only reason why I brought it up. Okay. But I I always saw him as one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league and he always wanted to renegotiate and get make sure he was among one of the top players in the league with the Packers now he's willing to take a pay cut but at this stage in your career when you know you, the, the clock is ticking and you can see the end of the road he might as well take the take less money to get to get a chance to get another ring he has to win another ring to guarantee like I think he still is he still deserves to be in the in the Hall of Fame either way but man, does does it look shaky if he doesn't do something like win one more ring? If he wins one more ring, he's go, golden. Okay, let's move on to the biggest name. The biggest name when it comes to the NFC East or the AFC East that we've talked about, been talking about for the last five years, and that's the Buffalo Bills, as they have they are amazing. Um, and let's see what that looks like. Uh, first and foremost, um, I mean, what Rich let the people know what they've done, if anything, to improve themselves, or just in general, well, what they've done this off season. The, yeah, the, I mean, the, the, that I know of, uh, that I can think of off the top of my head, they brought in Damian Harris from uh, the Patriots yep. to uh, kind of 
shore up their running back rotation, even though I think still think Josh Allen's probably going to lead the team in rushing, rushing touchdowns and yards for that matter. But the one offseason storyline that's come up is Stefan Diggs. Um, yep. There was some headlines at the beginning of training of the of mini camps on how he walked out. He walked out of mini, the mini camp workouts, but between the GM and Josh Allen, they got him back. They got him back, and the word out of it, oh, everything's everything's good, everything's straightened out. And but I the one but I one one thing that I wish that the Bills could have done was bring in a good number two wide receiver along with. Uh, the supplement that roster they they drafted Dalton Kincaid out of Utah in the draft, yep. but I I really don't know who that second wide receiver is. They got Gabe Davis, Isaiah McKenzie, but are those household? Would you would those guys be wide receiver number twos on any other team? Um, they could be, but I don't think. I mean, would, do you take them on the Bears? Would you, I don't know if they'd be number two on the Bears with no. the way the roster is currently. Yeah, the, this the, team. Yeah, like, and we'll get there. We'll so get there. I mean, it, yeah, we'll get to the Bears. The Bears are be the last team that we look at when we do our previews. But so they didn't. They, they haven't but, done a ton. But, but did they need to do a ton? That's my question for you, Rich. Yeah, I I think they needed to do a little bit more. Okay. Where I, it, there's going to be a race. This is probably going to be a competitive division for them this yeah. year. Whereas last year, you can't count on that you're going to get two wins out of the Jets anymore. You can't count on that you're going to get two wins out of the Patriots every. I think the two wins out of the Patriots could be, could be a given for them this year. But they're going to have their they're going to have their hands full with the Dolphins. And uh, assuming Tua stays healthy, I think they will have a hard time with with the Dolphins and the Jets this year. Yeah. I yeah, I I think the biggest problem is is the biggest question mark in the so I agree with everything you said. I don't think I would I, and I don't think I would change anything. The biggest um the biggest thing I'm going to say right now the biggest question mark and and then I'll ask you. Biggest question mark for me sure. in the entire division is does Tua survive the season? And if, and if that question, if that answer is no, then Miami's out of the out of the ticker. It's now just a two horse race, and that actually helps both those teams make the playoffs. Uh, and we'll we'll figure out who wins it in a couple of weeks. Yeah, Rich, but really, Mike, what is your you biggest with thing with the East? With the East? Yes. Who are the backup quarterbacks? Oh. Rich, we don't have time. Nobody at, in this division. Rich, you know, we are an hour and six minutes in right now, <laughs> and we don't have time for that in the discussion. Exactly. Nobody in this division really has a good backup quarterback. You just Nobody brought does. up <laughs> an, the biggest question mark in the division. By the way, one of the teams doesn't have a starting quarterback. Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah. Okay. A lot of question marks in New England, but I, I don't know who. <laughs> Nobody if, there. If any of these three quarterbacks that matter get hurt, you're right. The the That team is done. 
their team is going to go down. Their team is their team is going to suffer. Yeah. Okay. With that, Rich, do you have anything else in the NFL talks that we want to do? And then we have some quick hits before we uh, we we oh, get our biggest sure. shout out of the year. Yeah. So, Mike, uh, next week we're going to be going and looking at the teams in the Western Division okay. for next week. So make sure to have some things in for that, Mike. What do we got for quick hits? So we want to know, do you want to participate in a fantasy league for balls and sticks? If you do, please either message, either comment, comment on any of the feeds. Uh, I will check. We will check over the next couple of weeks. Um, And if you're going to do that, it actually, no, better yet, message me. If you don't know how to find me, it's hard to believe. But if you're gonna, if you don't know how to find me, it's it's I'm pretty easy to find on Facebook. Um, or actually, no, better yet, message the Facebook, the Balls and Six Facebook page. If you don't have Facebook, um, put a comment that you want to do it in the in the the YouTube or the the other chats. Uh, put a comment in because if we don't have interest, we're not gonna do a fantasy league for. Uh, balls and sticks it'll just we'll do something else uh but we will be doing the uh nfl pickums so uh yep we do that because rich and i do those in general um they're great we will have a link for that next week i'll have that ready we'll have that link ready to go next week okay rich anything we have zero shout outs for the show do you have any shout outs of the week I do not. I mean, you kind of nope. do, but Nothing. you're giving it to me because kind of do. It's more, it's, yeah. It's more, it's more for you. Yeah. Um, so go ahead, Mike. Rich, it is a good day to be alive. We thank the Lord uh, for protecting our friend Joe. Uh, he uh, he was shot uh, in in Afghanistan, uh, and today is his life day. We celebrate uh, that he gets to, got to hold his babies and make two more. Uh, his baby at the time and gets to make two more uh, we celebrate that God has used it to make to do great things and continues to do great things through him and his family uh, and we thank the Lord for him so great day to be alive uh, we also want to shout out one last time um, Barbara and Jake uh, got married last week welcome to the family Jake we love you uh, can't wait uh, to talk to you next week, Rich. And with that, what's it time to do? Mike, why don't you go ahead and roll that outro? Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast with your hosts, Mike and Rich.